Welcome to the Undercurrent Podcast. I'm your host, Liana Lumawig, life coach, surfer, and ex-corporate girl living in Bali. I've been in unfulfilling jobs and relationships that used to drain my energy and confidence to the point where I was miserable. If you can relate, this podcast is for you. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay stuck and settle for anything less than what makes you happy. You can choose how to work, love, and live on your terms. And this podcast will show you how. Let's dive in. Hey guys, so it is February, which is the month of love for a lot of people. Whether you're in a relationship, single, or in a relationship and wanting to be single, or the other way around, you can't help but put your focus on all of this hallmark hype that happens every year in this month. So this month, romantic relationships get a lot of attention, right? And I wanted to do something different for this episode and put more of the focus on individuals rather than couples. So I believe that the quality of life depends on the relationships we have, and it's scientifically proven that good relationships help us live longer. How do we cultivate good relationships? I believe the quality of the relationships that we have with other people depends on the quality of the relationship that we have with ourselves. So this is why I wanted to put a focus on how to build a successful relationship with yourself. In this episode, I'll share what it looks like to not have a great relationship with yourself through a personal story of mine, how I learned to develop one, 15 tips on how to build an amazing relationship with yourself, and I'll also share a free gift towards the end of this episode a tool that I use every single day to keep a solid, connecting, and loving relationship with myself. Something that you might be able to use every single day as well. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Back in 2010, it was the summer of 2010 in Tulum, Mexico. Back then, it wasn't as popular as it is today. So it was very, very secluded, blue waters, some cottages along the beach, not very loud at all. And the ocean was very calm. The sun was out, we were sipping some cocktails underneath an umbrella. And I had a really handsome, gorgeous guy next to me. And he looked over and smiled. And I was thinking, man, am I lucky to be traveling with this man? The only problem was, is that he was seeing another woman. And, you know, that doesn't seem like the ideal situation, I know. To be fair, I had just found out on this trip that he was seeing another woman. But he didn't really know that I knew. So what happened was, yeah, we were on this trip. I looked over at his computer on his Skype and I saw what looked to be like a conversation that he had with another woman. And it was definitely a more than friend situation. And as I saw that, it was like being punched in the gut and all of the air like inside of me just kind of got sucked out. I didn't know what to say or do. I looked over in his direction and he didn't notice that I was looking at his computer and I was speechless. Like, what was I going to say? Like, we were in you know, in what you would call a situationship where you're kind of together, but you're kind of not, especially because you didn't make it clear. 
Like raise your hand if you've ever been in a sticky situation where you are in a quasi relationship, but you don't really know what you are and you haven't had the conversation. <laughs> right. Definitely not my first one. But yeah, so because we didn't discuss what we were, I didn't feel like I had the place to complain or protest about what I had seen. I guess I could have brought it up and asked him about it, but I just didn't have the tools or the communication to do it. And I didn't have an awareness within myself to really know how I felt about it. It was just all kind of a lot of emotions flooding and me just not feeling resourced and equipped to handle the situation. So looking at the situation now, you know, I realized that this guy and me, we weren't in a committed relationship, but we did have an unknown set of rules that we followed, right? Like we saw each other when it was convenient for the both of us, mostly him. We didn't post any photos of ourselves on social media. We didn't call each other boyfriend and girlfriend or talk about emotions or things like that. It was, we were supposed to keep it light, keep it fun, keep it cash. And I accepted these tiny breadcrumbs of love instead of the whole damn loaf like I deserved. But because I didn't value myself or have a strong relationship with myself, I allowed this, right? And because I didn't myself enough or I didn't know how, I wanted to be loved. So I gave that power to someone else who obviously didn't know how to give it to me or maybe didn't want to or didn't, you know, wasn't ready to. And I wasn't self-aware to know that this was the cycle I was in, right? Like needing love, not being able to give it to myself in a loving relationship with myself. So I accepted whatever I can get externally from a man like this. So when you don't have a strong relationship with yourself, you end up having low self-esteem, a lack of self-confidence. You might do a lot of things where you abandon yourself, right? You might be stagnant or too timid to take action and reach your goals. And like me, you might rely heavily on others for validation and settle for less than what you deserve. You also go into self-sabotaging behaviors like people-pleasing, procrastination. Some people will go into having eating disorders or substance abuse, all kinds of things. And this can put you in a downward spiral. I've had plenty of experience with this and it's not fun. And I learned the hard way that the quality of the relationship that you have with yourself determines the nature of all of the other relationships in your life. I mean, especially for romantic relationships, right? But all kinds of relationships with family members, friendships, coworkers, and bosses. So think about it. Like if you're not in a good relationship with yourself, you know, you might be in a work situation where you'll agree to do something even though you don't want to do it. Because you don't want people to see you in a negative light, right? Because you'll rely on them to tell them how you feel about yourself, right? Instead of just saying no. 
and knowing that you're not a shitty person or a shitty coworker. You might do things for your family that drain your cup, right? That drain your energy so much, but you still say yes because you don't want to let other people down and you think that's what you should do. That's what a mother, a daughter, a sister, a niece or whoever, you, whatever role that you play in the family, if you want to uphold this role, this title that you have of being a good person, you might even procrastinate. Sometimes there are some things that we know we really want to do, but when it comes time to do them, we do something else or we do something else that we, we wanted to do, but is not as important. And that's also an example of self-sabotaging behavior that we can engage in when we are not always connected with ourselves. And if you want stronger connections with other people and your environment, right, the level of connection that you experience in these relationships is limited to how deep you've gone on your own. So there's a parallel to cultivating intimacy with ourselves and with the world and people around us. And if we are avoiding, if we are procrastinating, if we are self-abandoning, then we're also not able to reach those levels of closeness and fulfillment with the people and environment around us. It's definitely not an easy road to navigate, right? Developing this relationship with ourselves. And it, it can take effort and get really uncomfortable at times. But we need to be willing to get vulnerable, even with ourselves, in order for us to grow into the person we want to become and the best version of ourselves. So for me, I've gone through a lot of this comfort and I'm still continuing to go through a lot of the discomfort. But over the years and other dysfunctional relationships later, I've learned how to build a stronger bond with myself. I mean, it's changed everything for the better. My personal life, my love life, my professional life. And, you know, I started doing things differently. I started doing a lot of things alone, like going to restaurants alone and going to movie theaters and having solo dates and going surfing and really getting in touch with who I was and what I wanted to do and in the time that I wanted to do it without anyone else kind of dictating like my schedule and what I decided to do. And the more time that I spent deepening the connection with myself, the more love, compassion, and, and self-confidence and self-esteem I gained. So do you want a more fulfilling life? Yeah. Then build strong relationships. And if you want strong relationships, then start with the one, the most important one, the one with yourself. So if you're curious about how do we start building these strong relationships with ourselves, here are 15 ways that you can start today. One, carve out alone time, whether it's 10 minutes to meditate or 10 days of solo traveling or, you know, go into the movies, like I said, or just taking yourself out on a date. Every morning I do 10 minutes of a self-checking 
And I check in with my body. I check in with my mind. I check in with how I'm feeling and I check in with my soul. And I actually want to offer you a copy of an audio. It's kind of like a meditation, but it's just a, an audio check-in that you can download on my website. It's www.leannalumelwick.com slash check-in. And I do it every morning. It takes about 10 minutes and you can download it right now if that's something that you feel would resonate with you. Okay, now continuing on with the list. Number two, acknowledge yourself, right? So it's easy to compliment other people, but don't forget about your number one, you. What you can do is write down a list of things that you love or appreciate about yourself and remind yourself daily. What I actually planned to do is voice record like some affirmations and acknowledging myself for certain things that I've done that I appreciate and play it back. Because when you do that, your brain can register it like it's someone else giving you these affirmations, which just hits differently than journaling or say it in front of the mirror. And it's on your phone, so you can listen to it while you drive or while you take a walk. Number three, set clear goals. So know where you're going in your personal and professional life and be realistic and compassionate to yourself in pursuing them. So this means that like just have a direction, but don't be so rigid as to how it's going to happen or put a super strict timeline on it. Because when you do that and apply pressure on yourself to achieve in a way that might be really, I don't know, really strict then it might start feeling like a chore and it might not be this kind of opening up and self-compassionate, loving thing that you do for yourself. And it might be more of a place where you start like criticizing yourself, which is the opposite of what we want to do here. Number four is prioritize joy. You know, you might be busy, but be sure to make room for the activities that you love to do that bring you joy right? Like not everything has to be productive. I know that myself included, but the people that I connect with are are go-getters. They're bosses and they like to do things and get things done. But you know, you gotta leave time for the things that leave you joy because, you know, going hard all the time is just a recipe for burnout. Five, you know, speaking of burnout, take care of your body. You know, remember the basics, right? Get enough sleep, drink some water, eat well when you can, move every day, right? Showing up for yourself and your body in this way is an act of self-love. Number six is go on dates with yourself. So I shared this earlier. That's something that I did to cultivate a better relationship with myself personally is, you know, you don't have to wait for someone to plan the perfect date. I mean, I love me a good date night. It's an awesome way to connect, you know, with your partner. But what if you were that special someone, right? Like what if, you know, you were to take someone out on an awesome date? What would you do? Now go take yourself out on that awesome date and enjoy it. Number seven, build solid habits. So, automate productive activities that are aligned with your goals. You know, when you 
like I, I'm sure you've heard this, right? Like when you learn something new or you do something for the first time, like your brain has to work and use up more energy for you to execute on the task. But if you do it repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly, the neurons in your brain make this connection to where you do not have to use as much mental or physical energy on this task, like brushing your teeth, driving the car, tying your shoes, it ain't no thing. So when you build solid habits that are in service to the goals that you are prioritizing in your life right now, this is a way for you to feel aligned with yourself and be in a solid relationship with yourself because you're doing the things that you want to do and you're making it easier for yourself instead of it being effort all the time. Number eight, try journaling. So I do this pretty much every day and it's a great way to get mental clarity around your thoughts and emotions. So, you know, you can take meaningful action and I write big ideas down, but I also write tiny ideas down that are just like what I want to do that day. Like what I feel like eating in that moment. I don't know what to write. Like you can't get this wrong. This is just a good way to have like a, a quiet conversation with yourself on paper. Number nine, practice self-acceptance. So own your strengths, your shortcomings, accept your imperfections and celebrate who you really are. Right? We are not perfect people. And I know like raise your hand if you're a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist. I got my hand up. But it really, you know, it is a journey to get to a place of accepting your humanness and accepting that like you have flaws just like everyone else and you don't need to get it right all the time. It doesn't need to be perfect. Number 10, explore your values. This is big work that I do with a lot of my clients and students. So your values are huge in your life. They're themes, virtues, and characteristics that you find important and your values can really drive right? your decision-making. They can drive your life in the direction that you want to go. They can be motivators. They're emotional sensors. And they really help you make key decisions that will make a difference in your life. So exploring what they are is definitely valuable. Number 11 is don't believe your thoughts. So we have over 60,000 thoughts per day, right? And at least 80% of them are negative thoughts and 90% of your thoughts are recurring. So think about it. It's just cycling over and over and over in your mind, right? Your thoughts affect the way that you feel. Your emotions drive your behavior. Your behaviors drive your habits, right? And your habits basically run your life. Like that's the automatic programming that you have. So if you know that the majority of where the, all of these behavior, this decision-making, these patterns might be coming from a negative space, check them, right? Like try to be more mindful about why you're doing what you're doing instead of living in autopilot. And 
try and break down the negative thoughts that come up and really question them if they're true or not, right? Because not all of these thoughts are true. Twelve, trust yourself. So make promises to yourself directly from the heart and keep them, right? So what you can do is make a promise to yourself that, for example, you're going to read every morning or you're going to do the check-in every morning. It's just 10 minutes. And when you wake up in the morning and you honor that time, you build this trust within yourself. It's kind of like you got your own back. You're saying, you know what? I'm reliable to myself. A lot of the time, especially as women, we have a lot of self-abandoning issues, right? If someone wants to hang out and we don't have a lot of time, we'll still try and figure out a way to spend time with them because we don't want to disappoint them. We want to be a good friend. We'll find a way to maybe take, you know, time and energy away from what we need for ourselves and give it to other people. So trusting yourself and, and engaging in acts of self-trust is a good way for you to start building that self-trust up back again. Number 13, make room for bad days. You know, bad days happen, right? Life happens and things don't always go according to plan. So when we leave room for these moments, we won't be disappointed. But whenever these bad days do come, like what's the first thing that comes to mind or what do you think about? It's like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Today sucks. I wish this wasn't going on right now. I don't have time for this. Like we don't accept them when they come. We reject. We are surprised even, right? <laughs> and like we put even more energy into the non-acceptance of these days showing up. So let's think about it in a way where let's just say what we do leave room for these bad days. We can say, oh, it's kind of like a sick day at work. It's just like, oh, okay, we're having one of these. I'm just gonna, you know, do what I do on a sick day and just let myself feel sad feel angry, feel frustrated, maybe pause, take an hour or two, take the day if you need it to just be in it, right? To accept it. And when we surrender to that, you know, we won't end up using up all of that energy trying to fight it. Number 14, be your own best friend. Like This is the whole like gist of Having a good relationship with yourself, right? It's common. It's a total human thing to be hard on yourself when you've made a mistake. And the next time this happens, try gently speaking to yourself as you would your best friend. I mean, we all have this whole inner critic thing going on. And sometimes we don't even know what we're saying to ourselves. We're not even aware of the narrative that is just constantly happening and cycling in the back of our minds. But if we really pull them out and examine some of the things that we say to ourselves, like, who do you think you are? Like imposter syndrome or 
you know, you don't deserve this or that, or you're not worthy or whatever it is. Like imagine if someone was actually saying that to you, if someone was saying like these harsh words to you, chances are you wouldn't just allow it. Right. But, you know, in our quiet moments, we're, we're allowing these things to show up all the time. We've just gotten so used to it. So try to speak to yourself like you would a good friend, right? And you might notice a shift in your relationship with yourself. And last but not least, number 15 is ask for help, right? We are not meant to do everything on our own. And reaching out when you need it is an act of building a relationship with yourself, right? It's being compassionate in a way that doesn't put all of the pressure on you needing to do everything on your own. I'd love to hear from you. Which one of these tips do you connect with most? Is there one in particular that you're excited about integrating into your life? Tell me about it. You can DM me right on Instagram at Leanna Lumawig. And also, don't forget, I've got a free audio guide to help you connect with your mind, body, and soul that you can do each and every day to help you build a stronger relationship with yourself. You can download it now on my website, www.lianalumawig.com slash check-in. Thanks so much. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Undercurrent Podcast. If we're not yet connected on Instagram, give me a follow at Liana Lumawig and at The Undercurrent Podcast for more tips on how to design your life on your terms. Or if you'd like to reach out, visit lianalumawig.com or you can always DM me on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Take care, my friends, and see you next week.